<laughs> no, you ain't getting by with that one. Mm-mm. No, no. Praise the Lord. We just uh, thank God uh. for another day. Of course, my sister's supposed to be on, but if she don't make it on, we're going to go ahead, praise the Lord, and on her stand. Did she just thank God for another day. Who, Tony? No. No. Uh, oh. Oh, she be coming on. Uh, <laughs> she be coming. Yeah, so we'll just open up a little bit. She hopefully she'll get in here. So we just thank God for everybody that's on here. Praise the Lord, and as we all see God is studying, taking care of His people. Amen. You know, even though sometimes we don't deserve it, praise the Lord, we haven't did anything or, you know, just did anything for it. But you know what? We know that we're trying to do what God tells us to do. I'm going to pray and then, you know, we're ready to start the Sunday school until my sister get in here. It'd be nice if Sister Tony did come. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for blessing each and every one here on the Zoom for waking us up this morning and for just clothing us in our right mind. Somebody lost their mind last night. Somebody lost their mind and can't even come back, Lord. But we just thank you, Lord, because you touched our mind, touched our heart. What's up this morning? We just thank you. Father God, ask you, Lord, mm. touch the one that's listening on the podcast all over, Lord. Touch each family, Father God, on the podcast from all over to Africa, wherever they are. I ask you, Lord, to touch them, oh, Father God. Lord, Lord, to fill everyone with your spirit, this? Father God, because without you, we can't make it. So, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to keep in us your spirit and filling us with more and more you uh, grace within ourselves, Father God. We just thank you, and we just thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Some praise God. These um, blessings talking about. Praise the Lord. I'm going to give uh, my sister time to come. I don't know, maybe she uh, <laughs> overslept and forgot to, you know, send her <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, in the lesson is lesson two, March the 14th, uh, 2021. Joshua, prophet of conquest. And as you know, I like that method uh prophet of conquest. Not only was he a prophet, but he was also a military man. He was a spiritual military man. Bible basis is Joshua's the fifth chapter, 13 through 6 and 5. And 15 through 16 and 20. Bible truth, the Lord tells Joshua how to lead, how to lead Israel to Jericho. Memory verse, and the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And we're talking about strong men. 
what he was doing at that time. Lesson A by the end of the lesson, we will examine how Joshua acted obediently to the vision of to the vision of God, reflect on our inefficiencies when challenges overwhelm us and commit obeying God. Especially in challenging times, like right now. We are in challenging times, praise God. Background scripture, Joshua the 35, 13 through 6 and 27. And incorporate the insights gained from the background scripture into your study of the lessons, praise God. And I'm going to read that overview individually. And people face choices. How do we discern what choices are best in our lives? Hey, Vonda. Right. Vonda, listen. Yes, sir. You go ahead and finish teaching it, and uh, uh, for early a uh, speaker, we leave that blank, so we just put this missionary in there. Go, go ahead and teach it. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you welcome. I would have did it. You know, it wouldn't have been no problem for me. Um, oh. Joshua and the people of Israel choose to honor and a covenant with God, <coughs> obeying God, with God, obeying God's instructions. God gives his people victory as they head to the promised land. And Bible applications, Christians celebrate as God's guide, as God guides us in defeating our enemies and believers, which is students respond, believers will sing and shout for victory, for the victory. Let's go into the lesson. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Talking about the enemies. Satan is your adversary. Praise the Lord. And he said, Nay, but as a captain of the host of the Lord, am I now? Am I? Now come, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and he worshiped and said, What said my Lord unto his servants? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy ground, holy. And Joshua did so. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Nine went out, and nine came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thy hand Jericho and the king thereof of the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go around about the city once, thou, thus thou, thus shalt thou do six days. And the seventh priest shall bear before the ark trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, the priest shall blow the trumpets, with the trumpets, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when he hear the sounds of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day, and come past the city at the same manner, seven times only. On that day, they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass a seventh time when the priest blew the trumpets. Joshua said unto the people, Shout, 
for the Lord has given you the city. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet and it came to pass. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Something, praise the Lord. And you know, we all know the story about Joshua. And as I said, Joshua was definitely Moses' uh, mediator after Aaron, praise the Lord. He was, um, it's like he was standing in the gap, praise the Lord, after Aaron. <coughs> Everything Moses, he went with Moses. Moses telling him what he need to do. Like last week, lesson was telling all the children of Israel, and I'm quite sure Joshua was in this. Joshua was in the scenes then, you know, listening to what Moses had to tell the children of Israel. We already knew they were afraid to talk to God because they already knew what happened in that camp there, in that wilderness, how they worshipped the golden calf, taking everything out of Egypt. God let them do it, but then they you had different mixed races, just like today, praise the Lord. We got different mixed races in 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 our countries, praise the Lord. And so all this stuff here, God didn't want all oh, you making all this, making everything you see idols. So this time Joshua had to, because Moses couldn't make it to the promised land because of disobedience. Instead of him talking to the rock, he smoked the rock. So now Joshua had to lead him to the promised land. So as we look, it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there a man stood over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and said, Art thou for us or for the adversaries? And when I was reading that, that was bold. <laughs> He was very bold walking up to this man. Because uh, you would have thought that Joshua knew then who he was at that time. But Joshua was just one of them type of person that was bold enough to go up there and ask him, are you for us or are you for the enemy? Praise the Lord. And he said, nay. I'm, I'm quite sure that the uh, angel of the Lord, they said the angel of the Lord, Said nay, no. But as a captain of the Lord host of the Lord of hosts, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What said my Lord unto his servant? Praise the Lord. The captain, the uh captain of the Lord of hosts. Some said it could have been Michael, the archangel. You know, Michael was an angel of war. So it could have been him. We don't know. It could be Gabriel. But as we know, we don't worship angels. You know, praise the Lord. But at this time, Joshua kneeled down in obedience. Praise the Lord. And see, when God speaks to you or tells you something to do, there's no questions to ask. Praise God. Sometimes we may ask God a certain thing, Lord, why is this or why is that? But when God tells you to do 
something, praise the Lord. You have to be obedient because that's the only way to go. Hallelujah. We can't go around it because we'd be disobedient, praise the Lord. You never know what God will do. Praise God. And so, when this angel said nay, he let them know, uh-uh, no, no, no. We have, some, we have to let people know we're for the Lord. We're not for people out here. We do what God say do. Praise the Lord. We have to let people know I don't have to come where you at. I'm being obedient. Josh was obedient, praise the Lord. He kneeled down because of respect. Hallelujah. We have to kneel down to God for respect, praise the Lord, because that's the only way we can reverence him, praise God. If God is telling us whatever, he's telling you that it's going to be all right, he's telling you to praise him, praise him, praise the Lord, because that's respect. We don't sit out there and get out there and just disrespect God the way it is, praise God, because that's what Joshua did. He was kneeling down in respect and reverence, praise God. Anyone has anything to say before I go on? Vanetta, you have a question? Turn on your speaker. Unmute yourself, Vanetta. Turn on your speaker. Question. Okay, here we are. Okay, Pastor, stop laughing at me. I ain't laughing at you. Stop laughing at you. <laughs> okay, stop laughing. Okay, <laughs> we have questions here. Okay, I'm 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 gonna go with question four first. Why is it necessary to follow God's instruction? Why? All right, class. That's something easy to understand there. Why is it necessary though? Because because he said acknowledge him in all thy ways, he shall direct thy path. Amen. If we follow him and listen to him and obey him, he will direct us in the right way to go. Amen. We need his directions. Anybody else want to jump in? We need his directions. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Go ahead. He actually summed it up, but if we, uh, it, it is very necessary to follow God because if we don't follow God and follow his rules, we find ourselves in bad situations. Nene. Amen. Basically said the same thing that I'm saying. So, hey, yeah. Hey, Sister Nene. Hi, boo. Okay. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, if we don't obey, it's suspicious. I'd rather obey God than man. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to learn that it's important to follow what God said. Acknowledge him in all thy ways. Amen. He'll direct your path. Yes. So whatever God wants you to do, acknowledge I don't care if you get ready like Pastor told me. Girl, I you know, just telling him about the, the unemployment. You know, and Sister Bonetta was talking about her niece got all her back pay. So I just told them, you know, praise God, that I got a letter from them. About I got like 2900 So I just, he said, oh, you can buy your car, you know. So I said, Pastor, I love my little car runs. 
But I said, if the Lord tell me to get a car, that's different. You know, so I look at it like this. If I acknowledge God in all my ways and lead not to my understanding, because sometimes we lead to our own understanding and we, we get messed up. That, that's just the plain and simple. Okay, sister, sister, teacher. Go ahead. With, with, with what with, with what you just said, <clears throat> you're right. When we follow our own ways, we get we we get uh, messed up. But did did, did y'all know that it's a scripture in the Bible that tells us? Because you know how we, as we growing up, how we you know y'all know we falling up. Oh, I love her. I love. Her. Oh, I love her. I love her. I love. Her. Did y'all know the scripture in the Bible tell you don't follow your heart in Proverbs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because your heart is wicked. Yep. Yeah. There, there it is. But, but a lot of people, before they find out the gospel like we like we had, they follow their heart. Yeah. And they family, you know, their mother said, follow your heart, baby. Follow. That's what your heart TV. Follow your heart, baby. No, you don't. Don't you don't follow your heart. <laughs> no, you don't. Not when it comes to um, getting a husband or wife. You better not follow your heart. <laughs> Trust in the Lord. You be. Sister teacher, uh, Dar- Darlene had a hand up too. Oh, okay. This is about being obedient, you know, mm-hmm. praise the Lord. And there are many times, you know, that God has told me told me something. And I question, Lord, you sure you want me to do this? You know, but when I had, in half the time, I have did things without consulting God too. We all been through that, praise the Lord. We did things mm-hmm. like so, you know, we just, you know, know we already know what's going to happen. So now we know to meet God every day. I don't care if we get waking up. Before we we wake up, Lord, lead me today. Guide me today. Amen. So, so that's what we do. Sister Darlene? Mm-hmm. 
She said, nope, forget it. Okay. Yeah, no, she said, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. But, yeah, you know, we have to just just always ask God for a lot of understanding and, and wait on his call. Not Amen. Amen. Now, do you have another question? Okay, question four. Why, excuse me, why is God's strategy for Jericho so unusual? Teacher, so Venetica, I mean Venetica, Veneta asked, "Why is God's strategy for Jericho so unusual?" Uh-huh. That's just like you telling me to meet you at high noon. I got two pistols and you got a stick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what make you think you gonna win when you ain't got no weapon? And I got right. I got two of them, but see that right. that's what that was, was unusual about it because he told right. him just march around it and blow your horn. I mean that that was really really unusual. Yeah, yeah, it was planned. But that yeah. that that actually that actually was letting them know that that's that this is that this is God in control. Yeah. This is God just because you walked around here, you didn't do it. It's God yeah. that did it. And he he, he he always was keeping keeping it real with him, letting them know it's not by your power, but it's by my power. But I'm let I'm letting you use my power, but it's by my power, by my might. Yep. Yep, that's just just like you said, Pastor. That's why I was trying to make the point about if you were doing a, a professional building, praise the Lord, you're not gonna go on your own. You gonna get well, I'm gonna get the blueprints, I'm gonna get it ready. I'm going to go to a professional. Well, see, God had that strategy for Joshua now. This was unusual. 
but God chooses certain ones to do what he has them to do, praise Okay, Sister Teacher, uh, yeah, uh, Missionary Davis uh, got a hand up. Go ahead, Missionary Davis. One thing we have to remember is that no two miracles are the same. No. And, and that um, when you trust in God, you have, um, we have to remember that the battle is not ours, that it's the Lord. Mm -hmm. and he was proven, and he was showing the new generation of Israelites a new level of faith because uh -huh. the first didn't trust God like that. So they, you know, when you got a um, a leader who's trusting God to a whole other level, he can raise everybody that's following him to that same level. So it's like a whole new level of faith for that new generation. Yeah, that's right. That's right, missionary. Just like right now. Back then with Joshua, about Israel then, now here's some more new Hebrews coming up now, today. The faith. You know, some gonna have to go to war, praise the Lord. Some gonna have to die. You know, if you notice, praise the Lord, when they was in the wilderness, when they was coming out of Egypt then, mm -hmm. some couldn't make she it. Some died along the way, praise the Lord. Nehemiah, 
when they was telling us and all of them was Tobiah and them was making fun of them about their wall. But look what happened. The Lord still had that wall. The Lord still had that wall right up there. Even though it looked like it was crumbling, the Lord still had that wall. So quite naturally, praise the Lord, they were uh, making fun of Joshua. <laughs> what they doing for, you know? Because it's just secretly letting their guards down. Praise God. And that's how it is with the devil. You cannot let your guards down with him. You got to stand stand up to him. Praise God. You got to keep on going regardless of, of what's going on in your lifestyle or whatever. Praise the Lord. You don't let the devil rule you. You got to let God rule you in, this, in every matter that you do. Praise God. Anybody got anything they want to say? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What does letting your guard down look like? What does that look like? Say that again, Sister Shay. What does letting your guard down look like? All right, class. Anybody want to elaborate on that? And I see you learned to go. I'm mute your phone, you learned. your flesh? That's all right. That's all right. She but, um, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to say that, you know, how you let your guards down is when you're not keeping your focus on the Lord. Mm -hmm. you let your guards down. When you, you let your guards down when your focus is off the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's how things can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil can come in when our focus is off the Lord. And everything that God, you know, wants us to do. And then when our when our focus, you know, is not on the Lord, mm -hmm. we tend to fall into disobedience. Mm -hmm. so we have to be very careful, you know, not to let our guys out and not to keep our focus off the Lord. We want to keep it on the Lord, not keep right. it off the Lord. Right. That's right. Sister Shay. That good enough? And that's my question. <laughs> there you go. And that's exactly what it is. See, them folks, you know, them folks are quite nasty, you know, and Jericho wasn't focusing on the Lord. They were afraid. They were afraid at first when they seen Joshua, but then they probably just looked at Israel and like, oh, they just, oh, they ain't nothing. And that's how the devil do you. Oh, you ain't no. You ain't this man. 
You ain't that. But if you don't focus and and don't let God in and keep him in your life, oh yeah, you don't let your guard down. Why? Because you sit there and let that devil just creep in. Hallelujah. But we got an advocate, which is Jesus, that will go to the Father. He's a mediator to help us. As long as we is in God, we 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 can we don't have a, not even an inch the devil can't come in. Praise the Lord. As long as we are being focused and and, and asking God for strength every day. Praise the Lord. And let's see. And ye shall come past the city, all men in the world, and go around about the city once. Thus shall do this six days. And I'm quite sure they was tired, but they was being obedient. When Joshua, the Lord told Joshua what to do, the children of Israel was obedient. They, they, they didn't question them. They didn't do none of that. They were obedient because Joshua knew what God wanted them to do. And the seven priests shall bear. It was seven priests shall bear before the ark. Seven trumpets of rams and horns. Seven day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it came, and it shall come to pass when the day make a long blast with the ram's horns, and when they hear ye the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with the great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And seven priests bearing the ark of covenant, the men of valor, they have to do all this. And because of their obedience, praise the Lord, this is what happened, praise the Lord. And it came to pass, after they did this six times, when God has uh, something for you to do, it ain't got to be no six times or whatever. But when God has something for you to do, praise the Lord, do it. Hallelujah. And then it came to pass on the seventh, they arose early. So I'm quite sure after the six days they marched around their wall, the seventh day came. Mm-hmm. It's like you think, boy, that drilling. I know God. I know God. I, I'm, I'm just imagining. I know God's going to do something. I know he's going to do it. Praise the Lord. About the dawn of the day and compassed the city after the man of seven times on, seven times only that day, they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass. When the priest blew the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, Shouts, for the Lord hath given you the city. They obey. Hallelujah. That's like I said in this lesson. This is all about obedience. When God asks us to do something, will you do it? Mm-hmm. Or will you keep questioning? Joshua didn't question God. He, uh, he, he, he didn't do none of that. He did what God said. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout, knowing that they had the victory. Know that you got victory. Know that when you ask God, we can pray. Know that God is going to move on your behalf. It may look like it ain't nothing. But God is going to move on your behalf. You're going to know that God is going to bless you with a house. Know 
It may not look like you can ready to move, sis, but you can ready to move. Hallelujah. Anybody on here, praise the Lord, then ask God for something. Know that God is going to move. Huh. He ain't going to move the way we want him to move, but he's going to move. Yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Because we know we got victory in huh. Christ. We Thank know you. that God represents us and we represent him as long as we're being obedient. Hallelujah. Glory. That's the main thing is being obedient to God. Hallelujah. And the wall fell huh. down flat. A lot of scholars think, praise the Lord, that when I was reading it, some of them think it was an earthquake. Some of them thought it was uh, uh, something else. The uh, wall was crumbling. But we already know God had plans for that. It ain't because they were shouting. The shouting, the shouting, it, it wouldn't have moved the wall. But because of their faith, the Lord moved that wall and knocked that wall down. Hallelujah. So that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. When he was obedient, whatever you ask, I can go there and God said, uh, Lord said, uh, touch this car. If he's telling you to touch that car, go touch it. It's a reason for it. But remember, make sure it's what God tell you to do, because God ain't going to put you in something that you can't handle. Hallelujah. Just like the men of valor, praise the Lord. God, God chose these certain men to war. Because he know that all of them was not heavily armored like them. Even if it was their life, praise the Lord, they was fighting for God. Hallelujah. And there's going to come a time that's going to happen now. When all this mess is going to take place. The uh, uh, mark of the beast and all this stuff. Praise God. He gonna see who's gonna be there, who's gonna fight, who's gonna be obedient. But we praying that God raptures us up. But some some have to probably got the. It might be the tribulation that His saints gonna go through too. This just a many perilous sorrows. But when that big thing come, praise the Lord. God gonna see who is really on His side. Who really gonna be obedient? You gonna have to fight. Some of them have to get killed. Praise the Lord, because He wants to see who is really there for Him. Praise the Lord. And Joshua, I love, I love him because he always have been. A, Lord told Joshua, be of good courage, people of God, Judah, be of good courage. Hallelujah. Because God is with us. Hallelujah. He's showing it up now. Look what he's doing. He's showing it up. Everybody getting blessed with money. Wherever it comes, it ain't came from, 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 uh, uh, it came from God. It didn't come from man. Because the Lord could have just said no, like he did Pharaoh's heart. He kept hardening his heart. Trying to, uh, uh, because uh, Moses was telling him, let my people go. But Pharaoh hardened his heart. But look what God did today. He's still blessing. God is showing us what he's doing for his people. And we got to look at this as, oh, we're giving God thanks. Every day 
before you wake up, before you go to bed, all the way, thank him every single day. Hallelujah. Give him thanks. Keep shouting victory, praise God. Because the battle's been won. The battle's been won, y'all. Whatever you was battling with, it's been won, people. Hallelujah. I don't know what your prayers was or whatever. Keep on battling for God. Hallelujah. We got to stand up. If we don't stand for something, we're going to fall for anything. Hallelujah. We can sit up there and think we got it all. No, we don't. Not without God, we don't. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read something in here, the light of the word. Read a little bit of something in here because we still got a little bit of time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When God calls, when we approach God, he accepts us as we are. I love that. He don't care if you was a drug addict. He don't care if you've been out on the street, whether you was homeless. He accepts us for who we are. We come to him for help. We had a wall built in between us. The walls were depression. I seen some missionary put on Facebook. And I like that. I read it. Missionary, what was that you posted uh, 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 about the uh, the mental illness? She, it, it was posted a whole lot of stuff about mental illness. These are walls. Depression walls. Uh, uh, uh. Missionary, that, that post you put up. Praise the Lord. Turn your speaker on. Yeah, I'm muted. Yeah. Uh, God bless everybody. All of the Sunday school. Um, this is the month of March is Mental Health Month. Mm -hmm. um, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's Women's Month, but we're preparing for Mental Health Month in April. And so right. there's a lot of uh, things for us to um, think about as far as our mental health, our family's mental health, and things of that sort. And in essence, what it was saying is that first of all, it's okay to be it's okay to be not to be okay. A lot of times we're not okay, and we're ashamed to either reach out for help or tell somebody the things are going on because we don't want to be deemed crazy. But it's okay. It's okay to feel not to feel okay, and it's okay to ask to reach out and ask for help if you feel like you need somebody to talk to. Amen. So feel, praise the Lord, that you alone. And I'm going to read something else. And yeah. Go ahead. Somebody else say something? Praise the Lord. Denise. It is important, however, to respect the great honor that God gives us by allowing us access to the heavenly throne room with great respect, great honor that God, like Joshua, bowed down in respect because God got a heavenly throne room for us. We have to give God respect. God gives us to us to by allowing us access. We didn't have to have his access to heaven. <laughs> After all the sin we be doing, praise the Lord, we've been doing 
destroy it with fire. Hallelujah. Even though we see these floods and all this stuff, we're looking at all the uh, uh, things that's going on, oh, praise the Lord, the world still is not destroyed yet. Praise the Lord. But this is what he's saying. He's giving us his people, and I'm talking about everyone, time to get that access with him so he can bring his people back home. Because this is not our home, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The captain commands Joshua to remove his shoe. And it was a question about back here that I liked it because uh, let me look at it. It was a question back here. I seen that too, praise the Lord. I can't find it right now. It was a question about his shoe. Where is your prayer room? Where where is your house in that uh, in there when God tell you to remove your shoes? What room or what place? Matter of fact, let me read look at my other commentary because I'm looking at it right now. Just where is that, y'all? We got a little bit of time. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Let me find it real quick. <laughs> Let me find that. Because there's some good questions in here. Praise God. Let me see. And then I'm going to ask that little question and then I'm going to turn it over to the hands of the pastor. Hallelujah. Okay. Let me think. Under what circumstances, if any, should you consider certain places to be holier than others, and why? I'm asking this question to the class, y'all. This is in my other commentary. Missionary got one of these, too. Under what circumstances, if any, should you consider certain places to be holier than others, why? Anybody want to answer that question for me? Like the altar in church? You mean a place like that? I mean, we consider that. Circumstances, if any, should you consider certain places to be holier than others? And why? It could be uh, any. You can say that any place that you feel that the Spirit of the Lord dwells, you know, when you get into His presence and and you see Him um, make a move, and I'm, I'm just using the, the church as as an example, the building itself, you know, most of the time, like when we in worship and praise, and and there are people who are at the altar, you know, um, being prayed for, you see like the Shekinah glory, like the cloud uh, rest to the room. You would consider that. Holy, so therefore, you like you would make sure that nobody disrespect that area, that space, because that's where you will always see the spirit come in. Yep, yeah, that could be fun, y'all. Well, let me. Um, uh, anybody else want to take a stab at? That could be. Be, couldn't it be where two or more people is gathered, no matter where you are? Like it shouldn't matter where you are. It should. It, it should be where there's you know people there all for God and praying, and the spirit is moving or whatever. Uh, that's that's the way I see it. Okay. Uh, you know, I, it, should, should, it shouldn't be a place. It should be 
wherever God is. Like Sister Missionary Shay was saying, mm-hmm. like, it, 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 shouldn't, it shouldn't be like a certain place because wherever, you know, people mm-hmm. are and they believe in God and they save and they praying and they uplifting God and they praising God and you know the spirit is going to move so that's just like if something happens to somebody on the street and people start praying or whatever does that mean that's not a holy place or sacred ground or whatever you know how can you say some place is more holier than the other place that's true. I, I have a word to agree with Shay and with, uh, with Wanda. Um, they both are hitting it on the head because if you think about it, we take the Lord with us wherever we go, right? Right. He's inside of us, right? Right. Wherever we go, we make it holy, don't we? Right. So even if we're there, it should be a holy ground because we have the power to chase the devil away and make it a holy ground through prayer. Yep, because I was going to say, if you look back into the lessons, when uh, the Lord, you were talking about the women, and Paul them went across, uh, what was that, Philippi, and uh, that first, the first church in Europe, and Paul and them was always going where they traveled at, praise the Lord, uh, traveled, they would go to the synagogues, trying to find the synagogue. Well, when they went to Philippi, there wasn't no synagogue there. Where you think they was at? By the river. By that water. So, so I was also going to say your house. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Your house. Your house where you stay. Yes. Is your holy, holy house. That's where your holy, that's where your peace started at home. Your house, because if you sit there and you let everybody in your house that shouldn't be in there, there's no peace. But when you know you got God and you know you worship you praise Him, your house is the same thing that should step in and be the holiest part of your home. It's like going into your prayer closet because you know you got some peace. You got some, you know, where you got married people, praise the Lord, and, and everybody has seen the prayer room because I love it. At the time, me and Puzzle was together. I hate to say it. In the back because I knew that I wasn't going to get no cooperation from him. So I had to go in my prayer room. Sometimes you got to go in your secret places, your secret closet in your home and pray. But when you by yourself in your own home, praise the Lord, your house is your sanctuary to praise God. Mm-hmm. That's the holy the holy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can all uh, come together wherever we at, restaurant or whatever. We can come together and pray or whatever. But your holiest place is where you live and how you live in your home, around your family, around your children. That's the place where God wants us to really be because we all know that we're going to have really good contact with you. Praise the Lord. And I like what missionary said about the uh, the uh, the mental thing. We all have those things. 
I'm not ashamed to say it, praise the Lord. I was just telling my sister Tony, because we always together, y'all. I said, Lord, I got problems at night. I said, Lord, help me. <laughs> you know, when, when you don't have somebody, praise the Lord, or whatever, when you used to being married at a certain time, and I've been married twice, so, you know, Lord, help me in this area. Lord, I want to go to sleep. There are mental issues because you, 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 you gotta, you, it's like you want to get through something. You, you try to fight this thing. You want to get through. I'm just trying to help you out. I want you to be always struggling with it. So, you know, God, God has a way of when he hears our cry on certain things or mental, and it, it can not just be one, but it could be a lot. But when God sees us on a lot of things, he will help us if we let him. We still stay obedient. And I thank God for Pastor and First Lady, how they call me, encourage me. Because that helps. You know, it helps. God going to bless you. Don't worry about it. Just keep being obedient. Why? Because I know God's going to bless. I, I, I don't have no problem with that. Praise God. As long as we be obedient to his word, every, every door is always going to be open. And them bad doors that that, that was there, God's going to shut all that, y'all. He's going to shut it all out. Everything that you was asking God for, God is going to shut those doors. Every door that you've been struggling with, he's going to shut them doors. Praise the Lord. God's going to do that because we already know God is in, in whatever you ask him, he's in it. But he ain't in it if you're being disobedient. That's and right. Joshua was not disobedient. He did what God told him to do. Hallelujah. He did everything exactly according to plan. And when you listen, that's the problem with us. We don't listen to God. When you listen to him, everything will be all right. Praise the Lord. So we just thank God for this lesson. You know, this this goes to me, praise the Lord, because it's helping me to see there are more more that we need to do. Whether we come up and we got a lot of people, now I don't care if you don't have a lot, help that person. Don't don't um don't turn that person away. I don't care if they because a lot of people say, oh, they gonna do that, they gonna they gonna drink. You pray for them, or if you ask them to pray with them or whatever. Pray that they do the right thing. If they don't, as long as you did what you had, just be obedient. Praise God. And God will. Hey sister uh, sister teacher, uh, uh Wanda got a hand up. Go ahead, Wanda. Yeah, speaking on a mental illness, um, missionary Wanda, like with my mental illness, I didn't have it my entire life, but it made me look at it differently. You know, now that I'm a person that suffered with it, it's like yeah. I never, I never tease people or nothing. You know how people would tease you, oh, they slow, they this, they that, they got, um, 
a learning disability or they emotionally disturbed or developmentally disturbed or whatever DDs or whatever. Well, I suffer from depression and with me having like mental illness issues, it makes you more um, have a softer side to people when you see something wrong with them because you know how it feels to be have a stigma on you because people may say they don't judge you or put a stigma on you but they make it seem like you like you stupid or you dumb or something wrong with you but you still a lovable person you can still show kindness you can still you still have emotions and things like that so what i'm what i'm getting at is you know you have to be careful when you judge people because you never know what they went through or how they became the way they are you know you have to be careful too because when you judging somebody else you got to remember you got kids that one day may end up a certain way or they may be born a certain way or your grandkids or your husband or your spouse may end up a certain way so you got to be careful with how you perceive people and how you act towards people and stuff with mental illness, you know, so I, I just wanted to share that. You know, and people feel like, oh, they'll never be married and this and this and that. Yeah. It's always somebody for somebody. That's you true. Know? You, you never know. My mental illness may help my husband one day with his mental illness or his mental illness may help me with my mental illness so you know it's always somebody for somebody god know who need to be together and he know who don't need to be together so that's all right. that's all right. i just pray my strength in the lord with that because sometimes i feel like you know with my mental illness and with people knowing that i suffer from mental illness i feel like some people treat me differently, but then I say that's not my ignorance, that's their ignorance. That's so, right. and, and that's all I want to say. I don't need to take up that much time. Can I please piggyback off of Wanda Love? Because that was so beautiful and so excellent in yeah. what she just said. And if yeah. you think about it, if you think about us as a people, okay, mm-hmm. think about us and the, the, the Hebrews, the black Hebrews. Yes. How much trauma have we been through as a group? That's right. <laughs> How much trauma have we been through just growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you think about it, everybody has an issue they have to deal with. And yeah. Whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, whether yeah. it's schizophrenia, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever. We all have something that we have to deal with. And Amen. we're in denial if we don't think so. Yes. Right? If you examine your life and look back to some of the patterns that you did, right. you smoked that bud and you smoked that cocaine because you had an issue. Right. Yeah. Or you was drinking to get away from something. Yeah. Amen. So the, the bottom line is we don't pick people out and give them the stigma because they are brave enough to say I'm dealing with my issue. Yeah. Those cowards that know that there's something wrong and they try to mask it are the ones that should be stigmatized. Yeah. If you think about it, because we all have something that we're dealing with. Amen. We have been through too much as a people. Too much trauma. 400 years of trauma in our bloodline, in our DNA, and now here we are on Earth still dealing with the same traumas. That's right. 
So never, ever, ever be ashamed of the things that you do. I look back over my life, the 65, 54 years I've lived now, and mm-hmm. I see where I have, I have had some issues. I got yeah. emotion issues. I have some obsessions, obsession issues. I do too. I have high anxiety. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But these are things that, with the spirit of God in me, I can keep in check. And I can, yeah. once I recognize it, I can get help for it. Right. So never think that, uh, never, first of all, uh, uh, judge somebody else because they had the courage to go and seek help. Amen. Yeah. Because that takes courage to do that in this horrible world. Yeah. Know that you are not alone and you are the brave person because you're trying to get your situation together. Yeah. And those that are talking about and laughing are the ones that have the biggest situation in their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So never, ever, ever. We all have mental health issues. We do. I don't care what nobody says. We yeah. all have something that we're dealing with mentally. That's we right. do. And don't be ashamed. Get help. Go to a counselor. Get the medicine, whatever it takes for you to live a healthy and productive life. Yeah. But don't be ashamed. Because this is going to come up even more and more and more since this virus. People people have been stretched to their capacity in many occasions, especially in this. And I think it's just come to recognize and pull a scab off the ugliness that many people do. You know, we we talk about people crazy and dumb-dumb and all that stuff, not even looking at the two-by-four that's in our eyes. Because we got just as much problem as the person we're talking about. Get yourself together. Get yourself together. Amen. 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 Yes, he is. 
So I'm ready to um, close out the Sunday school, y'all. And I thank y'all for even joining the Sunday school. You know, because we all need this. Praise God. Now I'm ready to May the Lord watch between me and thee where we ask him one for another in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And our motto is, a child saved is a soul saved plus a life. We're going to turn to the hands of our Amen. pastor. Amen. We thank the Lord for our Sunday school. We thank the Lord for our Evangelist Vonda, here's Coleman. She uh, always pitch in and, and give us a hand. Now, he, he, here's what we're going to do uh, today. Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare. I want uh, Vanetta to prepare, Deacon John to prepare, and Danielle and uh, uh, Dr. Lanningham. Uh, I need you to be prepared because as soon as we uh, come out of, uh, uh, of our Sunday school, uh, after we have a couple of songs, uh, we're going to be going to be prepared to put you up early today. Because uh, okay. we, you know, things that went different. Uh, so we thank the Lord for the Sunday school lesson, and we all understand it. How she teach? She teach where we have good understanding, and we thank the Lord. So as we get ready to close, and we're gonna go into our morning worship, and we thank God for our podcast listeners. Uh, I found out that we have some new podcast listeners. All right, so I'm saying good morning uh, from Red uh, Blonde Fox Podcast. We're giving you a shout-out. Uh, Central uh, Philippines, uh, Thurgringa, Germany, Virginia, uh, Arsburn, Virginia, Washington, Virginia, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Wooster, Ohio, Texas, Amen. Dallas, Texas, uh, Land Land, Texas, Garland, Texas, all oh, Texas, you on you on the map, Texas. We want you to know we praying for you. We praying for you. Uh, uh, St. Joe's, California, uh, Mountain View, California, Oakland, California, New Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Washington, Seattle, Washington, Oregon, Abortman, Oregon, South Africa, Western Cape, South Africa, Wisconsin is on the line. Milwaukee is listening to us, y'all. Wisconsin Dales has got in on, on us. Georgia, uh, uh, Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, Lithium, uh, Georgia. We thank God for all of you that are listening, and we want you to know we don't take you for granted. You could be listening somewhere else, but to stop by Jesus is the way or the truth in the life. We thank you for stopping by and listening uh, uh, to this hour of power. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We thank you for all that are listening, all the podcast listeners. God, we thank you for giving them to us. We thank you that, God, they can listen in on your word, which is truth. We thank you right now for everyone on this line, everyone on Zoom. We want to say thank you. Bless each and every member. Strengthen each and every member. Bless each and every member. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you right now. We thank you right now because you're so good to us. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you for joining us this morning. We thank you for blessing us this morning. Oh, God, we thank you right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, continue on today. Bless us on today. Oh, God, bring us through. Give us your word on today. Give, your, give us your word because your word is truth. God, we need your word to live by. We need your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Deacon John, go ahead. You can read your scripture. Amen. 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 Amen.
Psalms 86, verse 4. Rejoice the soul of the ser servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Number seven. In a day of trouble, I will call up and call up thee, for thee will answer me. Number 12, I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart and all my glory, the name forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Amen. Amen. We believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. We believe that there is one God eternally existent in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe in the blessed hope, which is the rapture of the Church of God, which is in Christ at His return. We believe that the only means of being cleansed from sin is through repentance and faith in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We believe that the regeneration by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for personal salvation. We believe that the redemptive work of Christ on the cross provides healing for the human body in answer to believing prayer. We believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2 and 4, is given to believers who ask for it. We believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit by whose indwelling the Christian is enabled to live a holy and separate life in this present world. Amen. 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 Sister Vanetta. Are you there, Sister Vanetta? Amen. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mute your phone. All right, can go you ahead. Hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. All right. Malachi three and ten. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Improve me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine pass your fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. Thank you, Father. Have a blessed reading of the word. Thank you. Amen. We thank the Lord uh, for the time periods. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for those that support your house and give tithes to your house. We thank you for them, God. Honor your word in Malachi. Open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we don't have room enough to receive it. Bless those that gave in an offering. Then, God, turn around and bless those that didn't give in an offering, that they may have next time to give. And bless those that sow seed, God. Turn the seed. 100 fold return in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Alright we're going to have a couple selections and it's going to be in our hands of our Dr. Landingham. Please stand by. Stand by. It's a blessing to be here today. You know I reflect, <clears throat> reflect over this whole last year we've been through and where we are now and they say over 500,000 people have lost their lives and so it's a blessing to think that we're still here 
striving and rolling Jesus away, when you really get deep down in that thought, you have to say, thank you, Lord. Yes. Your, your, uh, your spirit has protected my household. Mm. Kind of like the Passover, you know, that's what I keep thinking about. How those that listened and obeyed God, they were spared. But those that, that didn't believe and were very, in their mind, full of folly, they, they have uh, uh, unfortunately uh, uh, suffered through this, this pandemic. And God is good. And I just thank God to be alive. And I thank God to see all of my, my, my wonderful church members here and that we're still more strong. I give God all of the glory and all of the praise for that because anything could have happened to us, but we're all here and God is good. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you today for this morning of brand new mercies, Lord. We thank you for your protection and your all-seeing eye and how you cover us with your angels, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus for our life, our health, and our strength. We ask that you come into our, our church service this morning, Lord, through the word and infuse me. Let Landingham decrease and the Holy Spirit increase so that the word that you have for the congregation and for everybody on the airwaves today, that they would understand it and that they would take it to heart and apply it to their lives this week. And Father, we'll always give you the glory and honor and praises due to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 I'm so glad to be with you all today. And I think God has a good word for us. We're going to the book of St. John. Let's all go over to St. John. And let's go, let's start with chapter 10. We're going to go uh, through chapter 10 as far as the Spirit is telling us at this point. <clears throat> St. John chapter 10. Turn with me, folks. And it reads as follows. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now, before we go any further, I want to explain what he's talking about because you, you, we know that Jesus is the door which we're going to find out through this past passage to get to anything heavenly, spiritually, or of God. But he says that people are trying to enter in not by the door, by climbing up or or, uh, or some other way. And then I started thinking, I was like, Lord, well, what other way would they come? And then he showed me how people will do things that they think that they're getting by, but they're not when it comes to his gloriousness. We can't work our way to God. We can't buy our way to God. We have to come through that door just like everybody else. There's no shortcuts. There's no um, uh, because you have the means, giving the means to get a place in God. Everybody has to come through the same way. He says, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Now I'd like to compare this to those of you that are parents and have children and grandchildren. 
your grandchildren know and your children know your voice. So if a stranger came in and said, Mama told me to get you and take you down the street, that child would be very apprehensive because we would have taught that child that you don't go with strangers, first of all, and you don't know this person. So those children are not going to follow a stranger because they know their mom and their dad's voice. Have you, can you remember when you were young and you used to play outside? Y'all remember that when once upon a time when we, when we had great youth and we'd be all up and down the street riding our bikes and having a good time playing jump rope and all of that? And if mama came to the door and called your name, you stood at attention and you ran to where mama was because she's calling you. That's exactly what God is saying today. My sheep know my voice, and another voice they will not follow. He says, to him, the porter is open, and the sheep hear his voice. I'm at verse 3. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. So when we hear God, we will follow his instruction. Now let me give you a good example of what many of us is probably uh, going through right now, especially those of us where it's almost our turn for this shot. We, uh, now, I'm just going to speak for myself, okay? But I was a great perplexion with uh, whether I should take this shot or not. I, I was very, very um, perplexed in my mind because I did, I just didn't feel right about it. Like a lot of us have had those feelings. But when I went to God and I asked God, what I should do. He told me to have faith in him. And when he told me to have faith, then that was his way of telling me, it's going to be all right. Take the shot. All of your anxieties and worries about getting sick and getting this, that, and other, whatever. You don't worry about that. Let me take care of that. You go on and do the thing that you need to do to be able to continue living on earth. So that's what I did. And that's what I think this passage means when he says, my sheep know my voice. When you cry out to God, and when you pray to God for, for direction and for understanding, he is right there to give it to you. He's just waiting for you to acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. That's what the Bible says. So he's just waiting for you to say, Father, what should I do? How should I go? Should I stay or should I leave? He will direct you because yes. you know his voice. And he will give you that Ooh. all clear in your spirit that it's okay to move or it's okay to stay. Because we are his sheep. We came through the door via him. That's the only way you can get to God is through his door. You can't get to God with him plus something, something else. Him plus another book to read. Him plus another person to talk to. Him plus uh, another ritual to do. No, it's him. He is the door. So we say, Lord, I want to be your child. I want you to lead me for the rest of my life. I want you to forgive me for the bad things that I've done thus far. And I want you to help me for the rest of my life in my life. Then you have gone through his door. Because he will definitely, he's waiting for you to do that. So now he's accepted you as one of his children. One of his sheep that he will shepherd. And that's the way we come through the door. We can't sneak through the door. We can't buy our way through the door. 
A lot of people think they can. I don't see Veronica this morning, but I was going to tease her with the flower. But you, we just cannot have a big eye and a little you. You have to come through the same way that we all come through. There's no big eyes. There's no way to cheat. There's no way to go around. You must come through God's door. He says, and when he put putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. So we follow what God says. When God gives us that peace in our mind, that it's all clear and we can do it, then we go full-fledged through doing what those plans are because we know God is behind us and God has given us the okay. Now, if God has said, wait for a minute, this time is not, not, not here yet for you to do that, then we have to have patience and we have to continue to wait. And sometimes that's a, a problem in our flesh. We don't want to wait because we want things right away. We want things to happen right away. But sometimes God has to prepare the way before, ahead of us for us to come through. And so we always have to follow his voice, whether it's go, wait a minute, or stop, or no. And a, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voices of strangers. And so we as God's sheep know not a voice of somebody that's coming trying to put witchcraft on us, or trying to do voodoo on us. Or trying to make spells and things of the enemy on us. We don't know that. That's foreign to us. So when they give you crystals and when they talk about horoscopes and when they talk about conjuring and all of the stuff of the enemy, we run from that. Because we know that is not what our God is for for us. He's a God of he's not a God of confusion. He's a God of peace. He's a God of order. And when confusion and, and uh, uh, not understanding come, we should flee to God. And we should ask him, Lord, is this you? Is this what we should be doing? Or show me if this is not you. Lord, it doesn't sound like your word. Help me to see if this is correct. We should always go back to him for understanding, especially in the things that we're doing in our walks of life. Everything is not for God's sheep. Everything is not for God's sheep. Everything, uh, many things are are uh, uh, not good enough for us. Many things are not possibly a sin, but it could be a hindrance. It could be a hindrance to our walk and uh, in our life with God. So we always need to run things past Him when we get confused, when we don't have an understanding, because we are His sheep, and He will give us the understanding. And He'll say, "Don't go down that road. That road is not for you." That road is filled with people that don't want to listen. That's the rebellious road. That's the one where everybody's doing their own thing. And and if you do that, you're going to hit a brick wall. You're going to fall off the cliff. But go down this road. This is the righteous road. This is the road that I want you on. This is the road that will show the rest of the world my character through you. So he goes, um, uh, verse 6. This parable spake Jesus unto them. But they understood not what things they were, which he was speaking unto them. They didn't understand it. So Jesus was telling the crowd about this parable and about how they have to come to his door. But they didn't understand what he was saying. They didn't understand the analogies that that um, he was putting through. So he when I said, verse 7, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am 
the door of the sheep. I am the door. God Almighty, Yahweh, Yahshua, he is, uh, he is the door. I am the door. By me, if any enter in, he shall be saved. What does that say? If I enter in God's door, I will be saved. All of us is on this line, and hopefully many that are listening, listening have entered into God's door. So your salvation should not be a question. You are saved if you enter through his door. And what do we do to enter through his door? We just fall on our knees and say, Lord, I can't live this life without you. Please forgive the sin that I've committed thus far. And help me walk through my life in righteousness with you. You will be saved if you do that. And shall go into in and out and find pasture. So when you ask the Lord, Lord to save you, and when you ask the Lord to cleanse you and to, to walk with you for the rest of your life, you enter into his gates. And so when he says, when you go through my gates, come in. You should enter in with thanksgiving. You should enter in my gates with praise. Even though the situation that you feel that you're going through might be hard to you, God is has all of the answers. There is nothing too hard for him. So as you're entering in his gate, what you should do is praise him and thank him and worship him and adore him for coming you worthy enough to be his child. He said there's green pastures there. Well, green pastures to me equates to peace. It equates to relaxation. It equates to safety and security. The thief comes not, I'm at verse 10, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. So the enemy is going to come. You're not going to have peace with him. You're not going to have satisfaction with him. You're not going to have enjoyment with him. Because it's all going to be destruction in the end. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to kill your spirit. He doesn't want you to be happy. He don't want you to see those green pastures. Look at baby Jay. If anybody can, he's just sitting up there like he's a little deacon. He's our little deacon today. <laughs> but God is so good and so worthy. And he is such a protector. Such a person to care for us. He will provide our every need, our every need, and even some of our desires as we walk on his righteous road. He goes, but I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So God wants you to have life. He wants you to have good life. He wants you to have an abundant life. He wants you to be able to be, to be in a relaxed state here on earth so that you can help somebody else find that door that they can cross and go in. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And that's exactly what he did. You know, we say that Jesus died for our sins, but let's think about this for a minute. Is that really, really what Jesus came down here to do. Now see, I would beg to differ because according to the scripture, it said that Jesus came to get the keys to grave and to death 
from the devil. That's what Jesus came to do. He came back to get back his authority from the devil. And by doing that, it gave us a way to get to God. So yes, he did die for our sins, but his purpose was to shut the devil down. His purpose, purpose was to get them keys back so the devil could not kill us and, and, and tomb us anymore. And by him doing that, he gave us the chance to have everlasting life. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, and we know that word, the hireling. The hireling is that one that just wants to use up the situation for their gain. The hireling is the one that, um, if you if you would allow me to say, pimps or flocks, uh, fleeces the flock of God. And they shake it loose for whatever they can get, and they keep on going. That's what a hireling does. Mm-hmm. A hireling comes as a sheep, uh, as a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And acts like he's part of the sheep and acts like he knows the righteous way, but he's really the devil. He's really the devil in in sheep's clothing. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep. So when he sees the wolf, when the hireling comes, who's really there just to get paid. When he sees the real enemy coming to attack the sheep, he's going to run. He's going to get out the way. Because he don't want to have nothing to do with that. He just wanted to get paid. That's all he wanted to do. Okay? And the real devil is now coming to eat the sheep. The wolf is coming to eat the sheep. Uh, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. So the hireling will not protect the sheep. The hireling will leave and then let the enemy eat the sheep and scatter all the sheep. Now the sheep are all over the place. Well, missionary, what are you talking about? Well, this is what I'm talking about. A real good shepherd will have a hold to his congregation. He would be able to know who is hurting, who is not, who is strong, who can help him, who does this. And who does that? And when the enemy comes, he stands and protects them from that enemy. He will not let them get ate up. This can happen naturally when somebody comes in to possibly split the church up. Maybe somebody has come with a new message that, that the sheep shepherd is not teaching. Okay? And the sheep have never heard that before. Okay? And then... The hireling comes and he puts all this craziness in their mind. Like, for instance, when when uh, Moses went up to the mountaintop to get the golden tablets. Remember when he went up there and got those tablets uh, of the Ten Commandments? And he was gone for 40 days, and 40 days was a little bit too long for the people. Remember that? And they was like, he ain't coming back. We need somebody, we need somebody to, 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 to worship. We need somebody to, to pray to. Give me all the gold. Let's melt down this thing and, and make a golden calf. And then let, let's just worship the calf like he's our God. That's the hireling's mentality. <clears throat> and then the sheep got scattered. You know, because some of the people did not do it. It's like, no, nah, we got to wait for Moses. We're not going to worship the golden calf when we know that God Almighty is our God. But a lot of people were persuaded to do that. And then when the hireling left, and 
he has, and, and when Moses came back, of course, you know what happened then. Um, those that was under the, the spell of the golden calf, they, they uh, perished because earth opened up and swallowed them. But the bottom line is, the uh, pastor or the shepherd is the one that keeps everybody together. He keeps them on the road of God. He keeps the sheep reminding what the Lord has said. That's why the sheep know the pastor's voice. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. The the congregation knows what the Bible says. Because ultimately God is our shepherd. Our pastor is the under shepherd. But his job is to make sure that the sheep stay in line with what the shepherd is saying and that nobody else can come and 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 and, and make them perish it's our job as sheep to stay under the auspices of god so that we know when somebody else comes talking craziness that's not what god said that's not what the bible is telling us this is what the bible is telling us and this is what we're going to follow Number 12, but he is that he, the, he that is a howling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and then the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. 13, the howling fleeth because he is a howling. He just want to get paid, that's all. He ain't no true, he not no true uh, servant of God. He just trying to get what he can. How, how many times have we seen that? How many times have we seen that? I'll tell you who are hiring is politicians that come up only on the day before voting, wanting to talk to you about why you should vote for them. Why should we vote for you to keep you in office, to keep you with a paycheck, and you ain't done nothing for us? You see what I'm saying? That's hirelings, and it's up to the the under shepherd, and it's up to uh, the under shepherd to be able to let those hirelings know that you can't get in my pulpit. Or you can't get in my pulpit, depending on what you know what they're saying. But it's up to them to protect the sheep. Uh, verse fourteen: I am a good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. So what he's saying is that I am your shepherd. I know who you are because I made you. God made us. He made us. He he knew us while we were yet in the womb of our mother. He knew us before we got in the womb of our mother. Amen? He knows us. So we need to make sure that we know him. We need to make sure that we know his voice. So we will not be led astray by everything because we are, as you know, we living in the last days. And everything and anything is, is, is good to go right now. So it's up to you to make sure that you have that understanding and you have that knowledge and you have that peace and you have that assurity that you are a child of God and you are under his rule, not under anybody else's because the good shepherd is the one that brought us here today. The good shepherd is the one why we get up on Zoom calls on Sunday morning to worship and praise because of the good shepherd that is watching us and kept us down here alive on earth when over 500,000 people have perished in our country alone. The good shepherd is watching over us, saints. The good shepherd is the one that continues to give us meals and continue to give us nourishment. The good 
shepherd is the one that has a roof over our head and a, a bed for us to sleep in. The good shepherd is the one that's watching out for us. And he'll always care for us because we're his. And we need to always have a mind of gratitude and a mind of thankfulness and a mind of how can I help the kingdom of God because of what you have done for me. God, you are good and you're worthy of every praise that we have to give to you. We thank you for being God Almighty. We thank you, Father, for guiding us and protecting us. We thank you, Lord, for that alarm of the Holy Ghost that you have in us that when we look like we might go astray, it rings an alarm and it tells us, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Thank you, Lord, for the guidance of your spirit that will be able to get us through this life and hopefully the old age before you call us home. God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And I know I'm preaching to the choir today because we all know how good God is. But it's up to us to show his character to somebody else. And it's up to us to portray his goodness to somebody else so that they can find that door. We don't need to keep talking to each other. We need to talk to our family members. We need to talk to our friends. The ones that don't know yet or the ones that, that are still out there. We need to throw them a life jacket because they're about to drown in a minute and they don't even know it. But we know it. We know what, what's going to happen if they don't come through this good door of the good shepherd. We know it. So it behooves us not to keep talking and, and wearing down somebody's ear. But it behooves us to walk in God's character around them. Walk in God's character. Do the things God asks you to do for his kingdom. For the least of his little ones. Have a mindset to help the community. Have a mindset set to help those that can't help themselves. Have a mindset for the feeble-minded. We talked about that in Sunday school. Have a mindset for them. Have a mindset for homeless people, for people that are hungry, people that, that just can't make their way. And we're seeing more and more of them every single day. We're seeing more and more people begging on the streets. We're seeing more and more of that. And we're going to see even more. So let your light shine, saints. Let your light shine before men so that they know that you're different than the rest of the folks walking out here then you must be walking with God's Holy Ghost on the inside of you because you gave that person $5 to get a sandwich or because you helped somebody with a, with a coat when it was cold. Amen? That, that's what time it is. That's, that's what time it is. It's time to help somebody else because going is going to get rough. And those of us that have, we have to share or we have to try. Now, those that don't want to accept what we give or what the Lord has given, what does he tell us to do? Shake the dust off our feet and keep on stepping. Because his kingdom is vast. It's a lot. There's a lot of work out there. There's a lot of people out there. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people that don't know God yet. Or haven't heard about the real, true gospel. And we need to say less and do more. I stole that tag from somewhere else that I'm in, but that's what we need to do. We need to say less and do more. And that way people will see and know that we are children of God. Not through what we've done, not through how we look, but through his spirit. 
That's how God moves through his spirit. God bless you. And I hope you have got something out of the message that the Lord had today. And I thank you. And we'll, and I turn it over to the pastor now. God bless you. Amen. Yes, we, we did get something out of that. We thank the Lord. Uh, we, we had a, a great Sunday school. And I want to thank uh, Evangelist Vonda Harris Coleman. She always step in. She always step in whenever I need her uh, for the Sunday school or early message or something. She steps in and, and she blesses us. And today I wanted uh, Dr. Lanningham to have the whole rest of the service because it's good when you know you know when you can get right into it and with no interruptions. It, it's it, it's good. And and Danielle, now now I don't know how missionary Danielle learned how to do this podcast. I don't know what how she. But she learned, and I asked her last week. I said, "Well, how do you know who coming on?" You know, I was just seeing where she was at. And what what did you say? How would we find out who listening? Um, by checking the podcast stats. So I don't know what that is, but <laughs> she can't. And she shot me. I said, "We got some new." She said, "Look at it." And I said, "You know, if we hadn't came on at this time, now I'm I'm like you, Doctor Lanham, when it come down." To this, God knew that this is where we were gonna be. We was gonna be at. So He added all these listeners, and they really listening to us. And it's a lot of them. We have gained the audience God has given us. And listen, y'all. I know some of y'all anxious to get back in, and already know that y'all. You know, just 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 slow it down. Slow it down. Let me keep. <laughs> let me keep. Let me keep driving. Okay, and we get back in there, but we get back in there when we know everything is clear and we don't have to worry about nothing. So don't, you know, I know some want to get back in Easter. No, I don't think we're going back in Easter. Uh, you know, I know some want to, or April. So let's just, just slow down. And I'm, I'm, pr I'm praying for the Lord going to let me know when he releases. But all is going, all is going to be well. Pastor, and that's so true. I'm so glad you said that because I thank God for Danielle on her podcast too and figuring it out because who would have thought that we would reach all around the world like we're doing? Our little Jesus is the way on 21st and Center. And we have followers that listen to the message that God gives us. That's a blessing. And we could not have, there's no way that we could reach all of those people the way we were, you know, in the old uh, way that we used to do. But this, with technology, we can give, send the gospel to people way across the world. Yeah. And I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful that we got people yeah. that we don't even know that follow us in different countries. Yeah. That's a blessing. That's a, great, that, that's a great blessing. And like I said, I know some of y'all, uh, uh, Ansi, just just hold on. We're we, 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 we doing... We we doing what God wanted to do. We we are exactly what He wanted us at as far as that goes. Uh, we'll be going back in there eventually. Don't don't worry. But listen, let me let me say this. All of us can can hear this. Just know that you are loved. Every last one of you on there and whoever not is on there, you are loved, and we appreciate you. And listen. If something's going on that we need to help you with, uh, you could call privately and let us know. We ain't putting nobody out there. We, we ain't doing nothing for show. We ain't rolling like that. That's that's not how we living. Uh, 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 we love y'all. Y'all y'all my brothers and my sisters. You know, and the scripture said, "How can I, uh, you know, shut up my bowels of compassion, knowing that you in need 
and even lay my head down to sleep in peace, knowing you over there hungry, knowing your kids need food. Come on, y'all. We better than that. We for real. We ain't playing no game. And I, I tell you, in the church, you tied to, we're going to make sure we look back out for you too. That's the way it goes. It ain't just me. No, Pastor, you know, yes, I ain't going to lie to y'all, and I'm closing. Yeah, I want a Rolls Royce. Uh, sure, I sure do. I sure do. I always wanted a Rolls Royce. Yep, I'm a, I'm a Rolls Royce man. I sure do. And if I get it, I'd be like, come on, it's your day, Vonda, today. It's, it's your day, Nikki. Come on. Come on, where Kenny at? Come on. Let's go. Come on, let's get your husband. It's your day. And then I, I said, Deacon John, you you might have to go last, Deacon John. <laughs> But I want y'all to know what I have. I'll give it all to you. Because I love y'all. And we all love. You can feel the love in Jesus the way. I don't know about y'all, but I feel it. I know when somebody loves me. And I appreciate y'all. Hey, don't miss Wednesday night. Boy, it's been it's been like this. It's been cracking. It's been cracking. Boy, I'm, look, I'm talking like a young folk now. It's been cracking, Jack. I mean, off the chain. We've been having, and, and listen, y'all, let, let me show y'all this real quick, and, I, and I'm going to let y'all go, because I want y'all to know, listen, uh, uh, Dr. Lanny, I got, I got, I got, I got all the scriptures, you probably get, I got all the scriptures, you probably get, I got them, oh boy, they go a long way, I got all the scriptures, <laughs> For Wednesday night. Y'all come on join us Wednesday night. And even when we go back, we're going to keep our Wednesday night because that Wednesday night is kind of good. To it. It's really good. And, and then the podcast listeners still can have us on Wednesday nights. So y'all come on 6 o'clock Wednesday night, this Wednesday. Then 4.30 on, for prayer on uh, Thursdays. And I tell we love y'all. Y'all be encouraged. Listen, look up. Be safe. Be safe. And you know what? Uh, 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 Dr. Lanham said something when she says she haven't caught nothing. Look, just because we we kept a mask on and washed our hands, it's some people that caught it and died and they didn't know how they got it. But God spared us. He spared us. Listen, I know that it wasn't because we had a mask God, God spared every last one of us that we yes. that we ain't that we didn't get out of here. Thank you, Jesus. So we still got Thank some more Lord. purpose. We still got some more work to do. Amen. And we love y'all. And we see you Wednesday. I'm looking forward to seeing you. And hey, like I said, if you have a need or whatever, call, call. We here for you. Nothing to be ashamed of. Talk to us. We love you. Everybody have a blessed week, a blessed day. God bless. Love you, everybody. Bye bye. Love you, everybody. Love y'all. All right.